Blog Talk Radio. at you from the valley across the country around the world it's left at the valley with kevin and karen hi karen hello kevin i'm sorry i did not butcher well i'm not sorry i should say you know i i did not butcher your name this time like i did last time yay i'm sorry (laughs) i was so sorry for doing that that's okay she's karen she's wonderful she's talented and she's here with us as usual And, of course, with us today, we have regular man, Doug. Hi, Doug. Uh, Hello. He just decided to pop in and say hello and join us for the podcast, and I'm sure we'll have a blast with him. And he said we're allowed to introduce him like that, so he's not going to be offended. He promised. No, no, I am your standard generic citizen of the Valley. Uh, Absolutely. We're happy to have you here. Mm, Thank you. Today is going to be a special episode. We're actually going to have a conversation with a Muslim gentleman. Uh, He's a friend of mine. He's a great guy, and we're going to try to reach him by Skype soon. But in the meantime, I guess we'll go for uh, this uh, moment in history, uh, your thing. As Plunging you. right in. All right, this day in history. If you remember from last episode, we have a new and improved format. Less facts, well... Less, less facts is new and improved yeah, format? Smaller number of facts, more information regarding those facts. <laughs> Doug, feel free to jump in anytime you like. Yeah, because we already, we've already crashed this thing. Speak for yourself. Anyway, this day in history, July 30th to August 2nd. So July 30th, 1619, the first legislative assembly in English North America convened in Jamestown, Virginia. Um, I'm I'm quoting the History Channel website here. It says, its first law, which like all of its laws, would have to be approved by the London Company, required tobacco to be sold for at least three shillings per pound. Other laws passed during its first six-day session included prohibitions against gambling, drunkenness, and idleness. No idleness allowed, and a measure that made Sabbath observance mandatory. However, um, I thought it was interesting that although the London Company is mentioned in passing, it's not ever explained, so I researched the London Company. So it was just a company. It was owned by wealthy Englishmen who bought stock in it, and the company was granted permission by King James I of England to own and colonize a large tract of land in Atlantic, on the Atlantic coast. There were people who came to North America were indentured servants. You're just looking at me like, what are the <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's a, the London Company. Well, it was a company. Well, hey, that's great. Thank you for coming. I, I, I will see you guys. It was for profit. Weeks. I mean, there was nothing special about it. It was just a regular old company. So these people, working men, came to North America, and they were men and boys. 
indentured servants, seven years in exchange for passage, protection, and a land grant at the end of it, and some food. Interesting. But once they got to the new the new country, the new colony, they had to work for their own food as well as spend their seven years working for the company. So then the company appointed a governor to rule over them who would also approve or not approve these laws that they passed at their first legislative assembly. And even though they were you know, supposedly having input, just this hired governor got to choose whether or not he did anything about these laws, and he was beholden to the stockholders of the company, who were in turn beholden to the King of England. So this is a complete non-fact that was on an American website, promoted by an American website. It's this great, you know, great revolution of democracy, when in actual fact it meant nothing at all. Corporatocracy. So, yeah. yeah, well, I'm still sticking with the, it was just a company. <laughs> London Company was just a company. And this show has already and from there we jump crashed into, into July 31st, 1932. The Cooperative Commonwealth Federation, or CCF, was founded in Calgary, Alberta. This is a forerunner to the NDP, a socialist party in Canada. And I could go on about this for a month, but instead I'm going to write an article and post it on our website. We only have about so, an hour. So that's why I'm not mentioning it. Okay, good. But if anyone is curious about the origins of the CCF, look to our website. Uh, what is it? www.leftatthevalley.com. Which they were, like you said, precursor to the NDP. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward to that article, actually. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> I am. Thank you for saying that. Uh, July 30th, 1956. In God We Trust was adopted as the U.S. national motto by Republican President Dwight Eisenhower. Mm. Way to go, Dwight. 1956. A lot of Americans think it was there from the beginning, but it was no, yeah, certainly abso- not. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's because it was on the coins uh, earlier than it was on the dollar bills. And it, it was done as a response to the Cold War and the Americans saying, you know, we got to fight the godless communist. How? By being God's people. And that's simply that. Yay, America. <laughs> August 2nd, 1990, the Persian Gulf War began when Iraq invaded Kuwait. Um, so Saddam Hussein ordered the invasion and occupation of Kuwait in early August 1990. Then uh, other Arab powers such as Saudi Arabia and Egypt called on the U.S. and other Western, Western nations to intervene. And um, Hussein didn't listen. Mid-January 1991, uh, the United States started 41 days of relentless attacks and then George Bush the first declared a ceasefire on February 28th so you sure that's uh, well first of all you sure you can actually uh, that's uh, authentic and your source is good on that because you got George Bush and declare in the same sentence I'm not sure he was capable of actually speaking I think he was like oh no no oh he he was was. oh yeah oh okay okay. Operation Desert Storm. Yeah, yeah. success that they had to redo it 10 years later. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's right. And I just pulled the show into the ditch once again. So, yeah, exactly that. It was originally, they considered it an unqualified success. Yay, George Bush. But um, it was just a precursor to the Iraq War in 2003 and so on and so forth. There's no end in sight, really. Okay. That's it for this day in history. Okay. Well, you know, while I'm out here trying to do some technical things and try not to destroy the show, I'm going to try to see if we can get a hold of Ahmed on Skype. Why don't you and Doug... Chit-chat. Chit-chat. Do you have any brilliant, um, you know, past historical tidbits that you could add to our section? Um, (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) Not to put you on the spot like that. 
Yes, I, I came unprepared, as most normal people would do something like this. Any thoughts on the on the Middle East, Iraq? Sorry, I'm not talking into my mic. Yeah, talk to to your mic. Well, I just find it extremely disappointing that uh, what's happening in the Gaza Strip right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that with the um, government. You know, you have both sides behaving badly, but it's it's an untenable situation, and it just seems that there's going to be no end to it because the hostilities are just so ingrained in the people. So you have one mm-hmm. group that you know, feel that they've been unjustly done, which I'm talking to the Pal- about the Palestinians, and you have the other side that feels that, you know, it's that they've been preyed upon by Hamas as a terrorist organization. Like, what was it? Not even 24 hours, a ceasefire, mm-hmm. and it's gone. Mm-hmm. But they said the ceasefire was still going to allow them to destroy tunnels, so they attack the tunnels, and then uh, I forget the one uh, Israeli soldier who was captured he was captured and it ended the ceasefire. So it's just it's a bad situation, especially that they're you know they're giving warnings of bombing hospitals and stuff. But that's just you know it's uh, yeah. I, I mean the UN did pass a resolution many 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 years ago saying you know no civilian uh, targets that sort of thing. But you know all of that is completely forgotten and ignored. It's like a, a new low of warfare, not just there but all over the world right now. And uh, I. I confess this is bad, but I I look at Canadian politics and all the things that are happening here. I see so many problems that I can address myself that I I, I get overwhelmed if I look at too much. So I I have been deliberately not reading everything I can about this just because I can't. It's it's too overwhelming. It's, it it makes me in it unable to do what I can do here, which is what I should be doing. I can't change the Middle East. No, well, it's just not the Middle East. Okay, we have the you know Ukraine and Russia that are a mess. We have um, I know. You know, you have the uh, various areas in the Middle East uh, unrest in Libya again. Um, you know, more issues happening in Egypt. You have uh, well Israel, Gaza. Yeah, I know. Uh, where else? I mean, yeah, you have the uh, where. There's one group of people that are running around capturing uh, young women. Yeah. Uh, Boko Haram. Boko Haram, yeah. Right? Uh, I know. I, and to me, that is completely mind-numbing that that could actually happen in this day and age. And that is, to me, that's something that our government should be intervening. And, I mean, that's clearly a humanitarian crisis. So why isn't anything being done by anyone, as far as I can tell? So What, well. what is, it, what is it, uh, a description of when you're constantly berated with issues, that you, you mental fatigue, you can no mm-hmm. longer adapt or you can't deal with it so there's so many issues happening right now worldwide mm-hmm. uh, you know people they go home they turn on their tvs they watch that news and you know what they do they say hmm. mm-hmm. yep terrible things are happening but <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it and i think that's partly the way the media presents it too i agree with you but i think because you're constantly bombarded with all the bad news it's never tempered with good news it's never tempered with well if you actually want to do the good in the world, here's what you can do, here's how you can help, here's an organization you can join. None of that's presented. Or here's where you can donate money or your time, or this is what as we as Canadians can do or with yeah. the government. If we band together, maybe we can send a ship over there and food. And yeah. yeah. It was always just, here's the bad news, there's nothing really you can do about it. And yeah, and you just suck that up <laughs> and go back to consuming. Go buy something at the mall to make yourself feel better. <laughs> well, any luck with not so far. So I'm having a hard time reaching him. But oh. uh, Uh-oh. Technical difficulties. Please stand by. 
Yeah. Okay, well, we're still having a hard time getting Ackman there. Hopefully he'll, he'll come out uh, back at us. But in the meantime, we can uh, discuss an interesting thing. In the meantime, we'll play with our mics. <laughs> That's it. I, I have an itch. <laughs> this is great radio, by the way. I don't even have to crash the show. You guys are doing it by yourself. Oh, sorry. No, but we do have this wonderful. Uh, if you're going to go light there, and since we uh, have a tendency to mock religion, uh, we have this wonderful uh, new segment. A new segment? Yeah. Things I'm glad I knew about this. You don't need to know about it. Don't make me shut out your mic. Uh, <laughs> at this point, uh, I'm, if we have anyone listening, that's it. I'm showing off your mic. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, did you guys know that apparently there's a priest out there that says the devil really? won't stop texting him? Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> uh, so I, I apparently the devil has opposable thumbs. He just doesn't have cloven hooves. Well, he he doesn't have any roaming charges either. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, there's a Catholic priest in Poland, and he claims that the devil won't stop with unlimited texts. <laughs> according to the Austrian Times, this is Father Mirian Rachel from God. I hope I'm not butchering this. I am Jaroslaw Poland. Says he attempted to perform an exorcism on a teenage girl, and uh, mm-hmm. things went bad. Uh, and now Lucifer is keep on texting on his phone. Okay, uh, how, how did can, things can go he bad? Block the devil's number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, no, like block six six six. Apparently not. The devil has a, a very good plan, and now we know he's not working with Verizon or Telus. Um, so uh, apparently, devils text things like, "She will not come out of this hell," and uh, "She's mine. Anyone who prays for her will die." That's a text. And shut up, preacher. You cannot save yourself, idiot. You're a pathetic old preacher. And when the priest replied, Satan allegedly got super fussy about it. <laughs> and and the text, uh, the priest is expressing concern over the ongoing text from the devil. You know, um, so is it the devil or just a teenage girl? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the devil is just a teenage girl. You know, uh, st- uh, other texts that we have there are like a slash s slash l. Mine is question mark slash underworld. Is it just hot here? or Is it just me? Ha ha ha! Lol joke. No, but for real, it's super hot down here. Favorite band? I like Hanson and Motorhead. Uh, you, you are ta- kidding me. And no, no, he really keep- thinks this is the devil. Oh, apparently. Uh, it keeps going. <laughs> Yo, you talked to Jesus lately? Is he still pissed at me? <laughs> and then another one says, uh-huh. Rage at Genghis Khan's place tonight. Are you in? <laughs> LOL, everyone is mad because I'm making them read the Twilight series. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, yeah, I so wish I'd thought of this. This and, is hilarious. And apparently it says that uh, one of the last texts was, Dude, please respond. I'm just trying to make some friends. So you got to feel bad for the devil. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm impressed, though. The devil has m- entered the, the modern age, and God's still apparently burning bushes. So I know. Good for him. I, and everybody knows also that all the best rock bands are affiliated with the devil. So, I mean, who wants to listen to Christian rock anyway? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that said it all right there. <laughs> so, yeah, so apparently the devil is uh, sending you texts. So, uh, That's awesome. There might be some 15 cent charge per text or something. The fact that you know, he's saying that the devil is texting him just like, just like from different numbers with no information. Oh, I don't know, but man, I... That's my favorite one so far. He's getting attention. That's what he's getting. Well, yeah. Like I said, it was so one of those... Uh, exorcisms. He hasn't met his... Things that make you go, hmm, right? 
<laughs> so, I think you need to turn up Doug's mic. I'm having a hard time hearing you. It's because he's Uh-oh. not talking to his mic. I'm oh. right here. Yeah, it's to I know, I can see you. I just can't hear you. Can you hear me that way? Yes, I can. Can you hear me now? Fine. I'm Thank just going to grab my mic and stick it right in my mouth. Good. That's perfect. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, so we're, so far we're having a great show, aren't we? Yes, Do you have I another am. brilliant... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you're having a great show because you invited me. That's absolutely true. I'm filling in. Ever. <gasps> <gasps> that was offensive. You say that every time I play that. <laughs> okay, we'll play. We'll play. Here's Doug. Sir. All right, Doug. Remember that movie, Karate Kid? No. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, come Sweep on. the leg. Sweep the leg. Yeah, wax on, wax off. So, come on. That was a cool fight. The remake was terrible. I haven't seen the remake, but I used to reference that movie when I was teaching skating, and I'd say to the kids, you remember in Karate Kid? I can't even remember what I was using from that now, but there was something, and they all just gave me these blank stares. I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> New teaching tool now. So nope, I grew up with a steady diet of Karate Kid and other karate movies. Karate Kid 1, 2, 3, great. They were awesome. Made me want to go and do karate. And did you? Yes. Yeah. I did. I did karate for many years. Yeah, and it's something we actually discussed lightly. When uh, I don't know if you listened to the show. One of the last shows we had was a skeptical look at martial arts. Where we had the Sensei Chris and Sensei Charles, and we did discuss how these, uh, a bit, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. how these movies were... Uh, yes, had popular culture versions of martial arts um, affected the art itself, and whether it gave people wrong, the wrong idea about what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway... I think most of the modern martial arts movies give the wrong idea how many people you can butcher and, and maim as quickly as possible as opposed to defending yourself. or. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, we're still trying to reach Aquaman. We're still not getting there. Oh. So, uh, you know what? We'll go into... I thought you had another brilliant moment. Brilliant moment. Oh, you do? Brought to you Excellent. religion. Brought to you by religion. All right. Well, in the wacky world of religion, there's always some interesting news. And um, this one happened uh, just this past month, actually, July 22nd in New York. Um, they are they had two new cases of neonatal herpes, which can be fatal, uh, which are essentially pustular lesion on the penis and genital area of boys. Uh, this is due to an old Jewish circumcision method. And it happens when the child apparently is eight, year, eight days old. It's uh, for the ultra-Orthodox Jews. Apparently there's been 16 cases since uh, 2000 just in New York City. This is done by a mohel, which is a, a, a rabbi. And what really happens here is they, they do a cut, they do a circumcision, but then the blood is sucked <laughs> off. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for the sound effect, Doug. You're welcome. <laughs> That's just so wrong on so many levels. Yeah, and I really don't see where that's written or, or that's holy somehow. Uh, but anyway, this uh, rabbi, Rabbi Epstein, uh, says uh, there's no real danger. But a person who grows up in a pornographic country is going to have trouble understanding purity. Of course, because we're all growing in a pornographic country. You know, Canada's mm, really absolutely. pornographic. Absolutely. You know, Beaver Town. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. But this is the States, so... Yeah, this is in New York, right? So uh, so the question arises, uh, uh, I mean, 
How many unreported cases are there of this? If, if, in the, if there's been 16 cases since 2000, right? Well, now, these cases are, can be fatal. Yeah, so probably kids. they are all reported because otherwise some parent is just keeping a child on deathbed in their house. So I would say that there's probably not a lot of unreported yeah, cases. Yeah, because there's also a lot of rumors that uh, reporting leads to clerics turning on the parents. Uh, apparently some, uh, especially mothers, they're often accused of being promiscuous and infecting the children themselves. So, I mean... <sighs> How ridiculous is this? And it just goes to show that, you know, although Jews are often seen as, you know, the victims uh, because of some of the cases in history, uh, they're far from perfect themselves. Any thoughts on that? We'll move on to another story. Oh, we can move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody, uh, you want, know, I, nobody wants to discuss pustular lesion on the penis, right? It's I actually yeah. have something to say, not about pustular lesions, but... Um, in BC, it was legal up until I believe, or not legal, in up until I think '96 or '95. Um, if you if you wanted to circumcise your baby boy, it was covered by Medicare. This is a religious practice. It has nothing. There's no scientific reason for it. Well, and yet there it was, isn't. But there was a, um, a semi-cultural reason, like during the Second and First World War, they did circumcision on the males in order to keep their uh, penis clean when they're in the trenches in other areas. And I, beyond uh, people of Jewish descent, I know that they're. It's you know how customs between uh, parents are passed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, several friends whose parents um, were circumcised and they had their boys circumcised. So it's, it's almost like they continue on the path without really a religious background to it. I know, and that was exactly my point. Like, this is something that it, it, it have, you know, in the past there may oh, have been a... hold on, guys, hold on. Ahmed, are you there? Yes, hi. Uh, just uh, give me one minute, I'll be... I'll go to somewhere where it's quiet. Okay, not a problem. We got Ahmed, guys. Hey, finally. Excellent, excellent. Congratulations. Uh, I, I was going to uh, get into one other... Uh, uh, silly aspect of religion, but I think we can wait until after the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. For this we one. can wait after that. Because it was the middle of July when this happened. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right, we have something. Uh, we'll we'll uh, get back to that after the. Yes. Um, it was a <coughs> an interesting declaration made by uh, uh, one of the head clerics in Egypt. All right. Uh, Ahmed will be with us any second here. So okay, like so my, I'll just finish my train of thought quickly. That. Something that had a religious background, might have had a cultural reason in the past, has no reason to continue, no scientific reason to continue, and yet it does persist and continue just because people do it without questioning it. And we really should be looking at why we do things and and, uh, and thinking about them honestly rather than just going with the flow. Well, it's also an uneducated opinion maybe because um, I understand like my friend who discussed it said that the reason they continued with circumcision in their family was because it was cleaner. But that's not true, actually. Well, well, no, and that's the thing. If you talk to doctors and you talk to nurses, now, with any young child, male child being born, it's we don't want to circumcise. There's no reason for it today. Uh, The infections and all that don't happen. In fact, it's actually worse. You get it, there's more chance of infection. This show was supposed to be a conversation with a Muslim until they got into conversation about penis and circumcision. You brought it up. um, But (laughs) uh, I'm not circumcised. Just so <laughs> <laughs> more information that we wanted to know so. at this point. So I don't, is this like a PG podcast? 
I don't think this one is. <laughs> no, it's not going to be anymore. Well, because, um, yes, the, the next topic about uh, weird things in religion is definitely going to jump the shark. <laughs> we're, we're, going to, we're going to go from penises to another area of the body. We'll keep that for after the conversation. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll mark this one as, uh, as R. Ackman, <laughs> you still there? Uh-oh. Uh, no, he's, he's still on, I'm still online with him. He just he just said he's moving to somewhere we can get better reception, I guess. Mm. Um, it's like my my mom said when she was little, everyone got their tonsils out. You just did. You just went to the doctor and got your tonsils out for absolutely no reason, just because sometime in the future you might get them infected. And then they realized eventually that that was unnecessary, and in fact, tonsils prevent infection in a lot of cases. That's why they're there. So, uh, you Only know, they left them in after that. Yeah, of tonsillitis should re- get them removed. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll go into another story while we wait for Ackman there. Um, I know some people are naive. Even myself, sometimes I'm naive. But did you know that if you subscribe to WorldNet Daily, which is a conservative website in the state... Oh, oh did we just lose him? I don't know. That was a cool sound effect, though. Yeah, I think we just lost him there. Hey, sound effect. Conservative Net Daily. Why yes, have I heard hi. that? Oh, you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, perfect. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have Ahmed with us. Yay, welcome, Ahmed. Hi. Can welcome. You, can you hear us, Ahmed? You hear everybody? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, excellent. Well, uh, thank you so much for grand- you, granting us uh, some time here. Um, Ahmed, I've got a lot of respect for you as a, as a, a, a friend and a, a, a colleague. And uh, I, I, I'm just going to address you as Ahmed because I don't want to, people necessarily to know who you are. Uh, no, no, no. I, I don't mind the problem. Okay. Well, <laughs> I happen to work. I happen to work with Ahmed, and uh, he's a, he's an. Uh, I guess you, I guess you consider yourself an accountant, right? Yes, I am. Okay. And uh, he, he works for a company, and he's a fantastic guy, and we have a lot of good times uh, chatting, uh, me and him. And uh, I was really surprised when you said that uh, I wanted to do a show with a uh, a typical Muslim, and you said you didn't consider yourself a typical Muslim. What do you mean by that? No. Um, well, by by typical, I meant that I'm not the the typical Muslim who just takes his religion as granted and without any skepticism or without thinking about it. Okay, so you, so so you're more um, you you consider yourself maybe I'm more skeptic or, or or I'd like to not to take anything for granted. Like I I can change my position if it's proven wrong. Okay, you're not a blind follower of Islam, is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay, okay. Um, Besides, I'm also I also don't believe in in a lot of the. Uh, common things that a regular Muslim in the Middle East would believe in. Okay, okay. Uh, so, uh, can you give us, uh, uh, Ahmed, for the audience there, a very brief, you know, Reader's Digest version history of who you are, where you came out of? Okay, I'm, uh, I'm from Egypt, uh, from Alexandria, specifically. Alexandria? Uh, wow. Yeah, That's the city of Alexandria, mm-hmm. one of the oldest cities in Egypt. And uh, I was born in a regular conservative uh, Muslim family. I had um, I have two brothers. Uh, um, both my mom and dad are quite religious. Uh, my dad has passed away when I was 16, but he was a religious guy, and uh, so was my mom. My mom is very simple. Uh, she, she hasn't finished her education. Uh, uh, my dad was actually a Marine captain. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, I have an uncle who is, um, I wouldn't call him an atheist, but he's more of an agnostic. Okay. So, um, actually, that was one of the things that was, in, in, when I was a kid, I always looked at him as, uh, as 
as he was, um, I didn't understand why he's so different from us. Mm. Uh, and then when I grew up and I realized how he's thinking, and then I, I was a religious guy. Oh, oh, did we lose you? Awkward. Mm. Ah, that's frustrating. Yeah, I think we lost him. How he, how he was thinking. Like, okay, I got you back. What was on his mind? I now understand him fully, and I actually I now more like him more than <laughs> more than anybody else in our family. So he's become your cool uncle in a way. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, you're still there. <laughs> Hello? Can yeah. you hear us? Oh. Ahmed. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? You still there? Are you there? I think the devil is playing with their sound system. Uh, I'm so. going to retry the call here. Yeah, Skype doesn't have the greatest technology in the world, apparently. Only <laughs> as good as the person who uses it. Oh, great. That's <laughs> Sorry. Right. It's Couldn't my resist. fault again. Yeah, well, that's because you always turn off my mic. <laughs> I'm going to turn off your mic again here. People anyway. Think, you know, because this show has gone into the dumps already. <laughs> Benny Hill. Okay. I don't even know that. Everyone else who comes on here is like, hey, that's Benny Hill. I'm like, what the heck is oh, that? Oh, because that was a normal kind of show for any young Irish kid to be watching. Oh, well, everybody, well... That's way back then. When did he die? A long time ago already. Okay. Anyway. Do we have something to fill the dead air space? <laughs> <laughs> well, I could go back to my story. Like I was saying, uh, while we're trying to still trying to get Ackman here, um, if you subscribe to World of Daily, you get emails to save on, you know... Oh, jeez. Can't seem to get them. You get uh, emails that will help you save on uh, prepper equipment, you know, uh, fake medical oh, preppers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. End of time info, all that stuff, and all that good stuff. But, and there's really uh, a cool thing here, and i got to get, uh, hold on a sec, the really uh, cool thing that you get if you subscribe Ooh, is... Drum roll. Oh, yeah. It's a DVD. A DVD that predicts the specific day of the Lord's return. Excellent. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. And you uh, know what? It's actually only for four ninety five. Only for what four, a deal. What a deal. Four so ninety nine you, you know, for the Lord. Yeah, yeah. and you, you know how much food you have to store and all that stuff because you'll know you'll exactly, know the day. Yeah. But is that when he's coming back, does that mean the date of the rapture? I uh, guess so. Well apparently the the site goes into saying, you know, um, which is funny because the Bible says you, nobody knows exactly when the, the Lord shall return. Uh, no contradiction, no, Kevin. You no know, contradiction, of course not. <laughs> uh, it's a bargain, and uh, they also say that they know the date, but not specifically the year. What? So. <laughs> oh, so it's going to be on a July 31st, or it's going to be on an August 4th, but we just can't tell you when. That's right. Mm. Wow. But But my question is... Why do they have to sell this more than once? Like, surely one person would, would buy it and realize it, and then they'd put it all over the Internet anyway. Hallelujah, this is the day of the rapture. Like, why why would everyone have to buy it? Why couldn't I just talk to my neighbor who has it? Yeah, you don't want to make money off of that. You just want to release the date. Yeah. Put the equation out there for everyone to know. Yeah, exactly. And if it's rock solid, hey, yeah. we know. Yeah. I mean, and what if everyone got a different date? What does that mean? Like, Pacific Standard Time versus... <laughs> Central is, this, is he arriving in Japan or is he arriving on the West Coast? Like I don't think he'd be going to Japan. They're pretty skeptical <laughs> over there. You know, mostly maybe Buddhist and you know, a little bit of Shinto. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you always wonder 
where would he come if he was to come back? Where would he go first? Obviously, the Middle East. You think? I guess. Or maybe the U.S. Well, the, I'm well, sure the they think The Americans like here. to think that he's going to go there first, but he's going to snub them because they're just not obviously being enough godlike down there. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I see. Mm, wow. I'm still not getting a hold of Aquaman. This is like... I'm really starting to hate the Skype thing. This is supposed to be, you know, great technology and everything, and it's not working very well. Shh, we're going to get a hate mail. <laughs> hate mail from Skype. <laughs> you just said... Well, the three listeners we have are going to send us an email again. Please so you do. Have three, you, have three, you have three listeners? Excellent. Yeah, you're number four now. Well, <laughs> yes, okay. yes, it's like a cult. Oh, it, it keeps going. So you know what I'm going to try to do here? I'm going to... going to mushroom any day now. As soon right. as we get that DVD and post the date of the rapture, we're suddenly yeah. going to get lots of listeners. That's right. Well, what we have to do is invite more people like myself over here for more discussions and then love bomb them. Well, we invite you to start discussing circumcision. Uh, well, well, I'm, <laughs> here. I'm not so sure. I, I'm still waiting for the next... Uh, uh, next what? Well, subject. <laughs> subject. Go for it. Just go for it. We're hold, still waiting to try to get Aquaman. Hold on a second. I'm oh, just wait. trying to put that on pause. All right, we're back. Ahmed is back with us. Thank you for coming back, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so as we were talking to you, um, I was asking a few questions there, and you were telling, you, telling us about your uncle, and then we lost yep. you. You said, uh, so your uncle became kind of like your favorite uncle for a while. Or, well, like your cool uncle, is he? Yeah, he's my cool uncle. Yes, <laughs> everybody's got a cool <laughs> uncle. So, so uh, are you, are you consider yourself like a Sunni or a Shia or another denomination of Islam? Uh, no, I'm Sunni. You're Sunni. Yeah. Uh, Sunni is the ma- the vast majority of uh, of Muslim, if I'm correct, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, there is no exact statistics, but uh, they would compromise. But I think eighty five. Percent uh, or about eighty-five percent of Muslims in the world are Sunnis. So, so what's the huge difference between Sunni and Shia for some somebody that doesn't really follow or doesn't come from that part of the world has a hard time understanding? Can you explain that? Uh, uh, well, it would be hard to explain it just in a few minutes. But when you uh, when you when you really go to the bottom of this, it's actually a historical and political uh, debate more than a religious debate. Uh, the difference between Sunni and Shia basically arises from the uh, debate that happened after the death of the Prophet. Uh, the Shia are the ones who believed that only members of the Prophet's family are supposed to be leaders of the uh, Islamic nation. Mm-hmm. And they believed that Ali, which was his cousin, was the one who, des- who, who, had, who deserved to be the, the follower or the, the next leader. And the Sunnis are the people who uh, went for uh, Abu Bakr or his friend uh, or his best fellowship as a leader. And Abu Bakr was the was the first leader after Muhammad died. After Abu Bakr came Omar, and after Omar came Ali, which was the Prophet's cousin. The Shia believe that Abu Bakr and Omar should have never been leaders. The leaders should always always be descendant from the Prophet's family. And the Sunni believe that uh, the Prophet has the, the leadership has nothing to do with the Prophet's family. It should be for whoever is fit. Okay. So and that that difference caused to wars, led to blood, led to uh, more differences in religion practices until they become. Uh, actually, when you go into the details, it looks like there are two different religions now. Mm. So, so it's very close to the. Uh, what the Christian and the Protestants went in a way, right? I mean, it just uh, like um, in a way, yeah. But that goes uh, 
longer any uh, longer in the history. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the first that happened uh, just a few decades after the Prophet died. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now, uh, and of course, you were born in Egypt, and you still go there once in a while. Uh, but yeah. you, you moved to Canada when? Uh, 2010. 2010. So, as a, a Muslim in Canada, what's been your experience? Uh, have you have you faced a lot of discrimination? Have, has it been a, an easy integration, or Canadians usually pretty good with you? How, how is it? Well, uh, Canadians are uh, mostly nice people, as you know. Uh, no, I I would say my experience was very good. Uh, we have. Yeah, we have seen a little bit of discrimination in, in some situation, uh, especially my wife, because my wife wears the hijab mm-hmm. or the scarf on her head, and uh, she was called a terrorist in the street a couple of times so far. Really? Uh, That's yes. Terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, but uh, both times were coming from a kind of a homeless drug addicted guy, oh, so okay. they were, so it wasn't really something to be uh, like. Like, look who's talking. <laughs> well, well, you know, you sure your wife wasn't walking somewhere in Victoria? Maybe they were trying to call out the politicians. <laughs> no, actually, the first time that happened when we were walking for the first for our first time in Hastings Street, mm. and we had no idea what's going on there. And we were in Chinatown, and we were we were we were walking in Chinatown, and we were found ourselves in Hastings Street, and all of a sudden we found ourselves surrounded by uh, homeless guys, and we were what the hell's going on here? And that's one of them called her uh, uh, F-word terrorist. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and then the second time, uh, that was, I wasn't with her. The second time she was walking down on Columbia Street in U.S. Minister in downtown. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, somebody called her dead as well. <laughs> well, you know, wow. you know, next time you should just take the hijab off your wife's head and put it on yours and say, look, this is a fashionable scarf and I like to wear it too. Or maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I, think, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I think it would look good with a hijab. I would wear one myself. I think it's pretty fashionable. <laughs> so, maybe I know. I'll, I'll grow my beard a little bit bigger and <laughs> see if somebody would call me a uh, Latin or something. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me something. Um, from a Muslim point of view, you know, uh, for for the like I said, we're trying to we're trying to do a show that's. Uh, uh, informative and trying to instruct people on what Islam is from the the Muslim point of view, right? Um, okay. Wh- wh- what do you think is the big difference between the Quran and the Bible, for example? Oh, have I still lost you there? I don't hear anything. Oh, Ahmed, have I lost you? I'm hating this guy. Well, the main difference between the Bible and the Quran is that uh, the Quran says that the prophet Muhammad was uh, the last yeah. and that Jesus was a prophet and not the savior and that uh, it supersedes the Bible and the Old Testament as the uh, best in source of uh, God's word. So it's like essentially it'd be like the uh, third book in the Twilight series. <laughs> Which, of course, we saw a couple of minutes ago was the devil's work, right? The Twilight series. Scabby's <laughs> oh, trying to get the call back. I think that was actually the devil's work because nobody puts sparkles in a vampire. I haven't read them, so but oh, he's so sparkly and cute. <laughs> it's time to do a movie review as a thirteen-year-old teenage girl tonight. Review Twilight. Mm. 
There's one sparkly vampire is cuter than the werewolf, so I like him better. <laughs> I think his name is Edward, and I would date him. Although the uh, werewolf kid is very nice too. You know, if you were to do movie reviews like that, <laughs> this movie review I give a seven out of ten for the hotness of the actors. Hey, I've seen that guy. I, I even as a teenager, I would not have found him attractive. Wow, he's just nothing but a pasty-faced little well, skeleton. Well, remember, he's pasty because he's a vampire. He hasn't seen the light, oh. so yeah, but you know, maybe pales in. Maybe we're just getting too old. You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess and so. With his shirt off, it wasn't too bad. I was told. <laughs> You guys have taken this show from circumcised penis to anal jihad to well, hold on. We Twilight. Have, we have not discussed anal jihad yet. I'm not sure we want to. And I, here I am trying to get... Oh, boy. You told us we had to fill in this, the airspace, and we are doing that. Yes. <laughs> and you, you're talking about crazy things that have happened in religion. Well, last month, one of the main clerics in Egypt announced that, yes, he is allowing anal jihad. He's uh, basically stated that all the uh, militant warriors out there fighting for Islam may engage in anal sex and not break new rules. And so, yes, yes, anal Hmm. jihad. (laughs) I, I... I I have nothing to add to that. I I have nothing to say. <laughs> well, well, personally, I think that at least they're being honest with some, maybe some of the activity that's happening on the battlefield. Whereas, uh, you know, if the Catholics were to come out and say, you know, yeah, uh, that, uh, what would they say? Uh, yeah, I'm actually trying to I'm trying to they say no. The devil is texting them and telling them what to do. Oh, <laughs> Crash. We've crashed this show so many times right now. I don't think this one ever got on the road to crash, baby. No, no. I would agree. Um, Well, anyway, for some information, you know, I was somewhat semi-prepared for this uh, because you can't trust technology these days. Um, You might be interested to know that um, uh, these are the questions I want to ask uh, Ahmed. Uh, Mohammed, for example, uh, when you see the, the 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 Life and death of Muhammad. They they think he died in 632, uh, but they only put his birth per se at 610. So they say, well, that's 22 years, and of course that doesn't make any sense because he started becoming Muhammad the prophet when he was 40. So there was really 22 years of him uh, going out there and spreading Islam. Um, I also wanted to ask him, you know, how come? How, why can't we draw Muhammad? What is it about Muhammad that we can't? No. That's a Jewish thing too, right? You're not allowed to speak the name of God or Jesus or even write it. They have special symbols that that mm-hmm. mean it, but but you're not allowed to transcribe it. Yeah, so but I'm wondering the if actual word yeah. for God. Yeah, yeah, you have to skip skip it around. I'm it. just wondering if you can you in Islam can you draw God, but not draw Muhammad? I, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, so something almost like take similar, maybe taking graven images in vain. Yeah, I don't know. But certainly, uh, they certainly. Groups of Muslims, we should state, get angry about that. You know, you can't lump an entire group of people together. Mm-hmm. But well, I guess we, I guess we've lost argument for now. So well, then maybe we'll you can ask him about you know his personal feelings of whether or not um, the religious laws supersede cultural laws. In mm-hmm. other words, you know, speaking That's about drawing. Um, you know, drawing images of Muhammad for a lot of people in Europe and say, 
uh, Sweden and Britain, where uh, Denmark, mm-hmm. where some of these issues happen, they're within Denmark, they're within Britain, they're within these countries. That freedom of speech is a major right, and yet they would rather that you don't draw Muhammad. Yeah, well, we've had several mm-hmm. instances right. where you know those uh, Danish cartoons and all that. Yeah, and it, yeah. Crazy. Right. We had a, we had the yeah, same incident in Canada where there was a cartoon of Muhammad, although that wasn't. I don't think it was because they were drawing Muhammad. I think it was because it was a cartoon that was not uh, flattering, very, not flattering to Islam, and and it went to court, and the courts actually upheld the freedom of speech, and they said there you can publish that cartoon, and no one can tell and, you that you can. And it's so not, they should, and so yeah, they should. But I, I think what people hear the message, oh, that is that. Muslim took this guy to court because of the, he had drawn, drawn this, and and they think that because it's gone to court, it is you know religion has somehow trumped our laws. But that wasn't actually the case. The outcome of the court case was In that fact, freedom of speech. Completely different. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Ten years ago, they had the. Uh the issue of, um, in Ontario, the first group of Muslims that were trying to invoke uh, Sharia courts, hmm. Sharia law in Canada, hmm. and uh, the end result was that the government at the time, whoever was in, I'd have to look it up, said that we are not going to allow any religion, whether it's Christianity, whether it's Judaism, whether it's uh, Islam, to supersede our laws with that. You're not going to have individual courts put hmm. up just... Because yeah, of, but of mm-hmm. your beliefs. So, you know, I can't create Dougism. Say that, you know, <laughs> Dougism. Yeah, so I've always wanted to create my own religion. Uh, I'm a little bit jealous of Ron L. Hubbard. Dougism. Yes, yeah, the amount of money that that fine gentleman made. <laughs> I, I love that religion. I'm Dougism is a good name, actually. Yeah. It's got it catchy. Yes, because you can, you can always dug it. <laughs> they call the there's no undugable song you can dug 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 dug, 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 dug. so that's what the religion would entail instead of praying you would just uh dug songs dug well, songs they they always say that but they also you know, I I they have to point say out that? they always say that every song is dug no 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 <laughs> there you go you've got a follower already <laughs> there we go and you just crashed a, again and the very first ruling for my cult is that you must pay tithes. <laughs> of course. Well, that goes well, without saying. That goes without saying is because we we need money to fund our future <laughs> endeavors. No, what I was uh, wanted to point out is the, the the court says no religion should supersede the, the law of the land, and that's fine for the minor religion, whether it's Islam or something like that. The real challenge happens when the Christians do something like that, and we just saw in the United States the whole Hobby Lobby thing. They said the same thing years ago when uh, I can't remember which sect uh, it was. Uh, it was a, it was a Native American sect, and they wanted something to do with peyotes, and and the, the the judges came down saying no, you know the religious law shall not supersede the law of the land. But then we just saw the Hobby Lobby thing just happen, where they said, oh yes, you know what, the religion of your employer supersedes the law of the land all of a sudden. So yeah. I, just because the uh, court says something doesn't mean it's not going to flip around when the majority religion of a certain country, in this case Christianity, oh. uh, comes in and kind of. Rolls over, steam rolls. It's a huge step backwards for democracy, in I my opinion. Well, uh, I also wanted to board the whole Israel-Palestine thing with Ahmed and see how he feels as a Muslim. Uh, I don't think that... Well, I certainly am not qualified to make any commentary on that at all. So. No, and uh, we probably should do a, maybe a, an entire show. Well, the Hobby Lobby is very interesting because, in fact, uh, the Satanic Temple wants to use the Hobby Lobby against informed consent 
in the abortion laws. Yes, that's the latest uh, thing. So uh, be careful what you wish for, right? Hmm. So, you know, just like if you're going to open up for one religion, then it's possible that other religions can use it as well. And, I mean, it goes to the consent of a company to be able to be run under practices of the owner. So if your owner is a Christian man, he can forbid you from working on Sundays. That's fine, Mm -hmm. whatever. But then, you know, what happens if you start getting into other smaller sects of religions and, and, and now all of a sudden maybe cults, right? Where does that... Yeah, where does the where line does get draw drawn? The line yeah. where um, our belief is that you know we can do whatever so we don't have to serve Caucasians, so we don't have to serve yeah. uh, people of color, we don't have to serve... Uh, it's, a, it's, it's an excuse to discriminate against people based yeah. on your own idea. I mean, you're not hurting anyone? Well, you know... You're not you're always hurting someone. Yeah, exactly. That's just the point. Exactly. And it, it's making the excuse that I can do that under my own. I have that in my rant a bit later. But you wanted to talk about anal jihad, right? Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's a topic. Right? The bonus round. This is. It's a hot topic. I tell you, everyone. It's on everyone. I, I just lip. want uh, to. You know what? I poke. can't even say that now. I want, to, <laughs> I want to really poke fun at the uh, the idea of anal jihad. Oh. I'm, I'm kind of glad that we've lost. Augment for this because I'm not sure that's the kind of question we want to ask him about anal jihad. Well, perhaps, but again, it just goes to that uh, there are a lot of single Islamic fighters out there that are getting lonely for their wives and family. Uh, as a man, you know, it's just natural for us to have certain needs, and if they're not <laughs> met over a period of time, then perhaps you can turn to your friend in the trenches. And so long as you're uh, Iman. Uh, denotes that it's okay, then you can do it without actually thinking it's all that bad. And now, you know, in terms of, um, how should I say, homosexual intercourse, I'm not against that. I don't care. It's In fact, I think it's a right for everyone to choose. But it's just that the pronouncement to say that it's okay, coming from a religious leader, where most instances it isn't. It's taboo. It's just this um it's almost like uh the Pope declaring that it would be okay to go after the choir boy once in a while. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Or or consent no no, let's not say the choir boy because I don't think he'd ever consent to that. But it'd just be like uh priest, you've been lonely. The Pope? He would say something like that. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> well, like all those Aww. single priest has never had any sort of loving fun in years. Well, gentlemen, uh, people up here in the mission, you guys can have... Uh, oh, God. That sounds like the, the script for the purge. <laughs> Once a year... i my mic now. When, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once a year, he can <laughs> do whatever you want. Apparently. <laughs> oh, okay, well, you know, since we've been crashing this show from... From all the beginning. Shall we go into my rant? Should I do that? Yes. Sure, do it. Yeah, well, hold on. I gotta Draw this sordid mess to a close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Maybe uh, we can continue next week by having Ahmed actually come here. <laughs> well, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. We can go for a shawarma. <laughs> oh, that was... That was that was awfully stereotypical, don't you think? <laughs> okay. 
All right, I'm showing both of you guys now because I can't do my rant otherwise. (laughs) What's the harm? I hear this all the time. Today's episode tried to show, tried, emphasis on tried, to show the humanity behind a faith denomination, and at first glance, it can be hard to see why an atheist like myself opposes faith. Most people are like you and I. They want to live in peace and grow their family far from harm. But a live and let live world, this isn't. Take the Israeli-Palestinian conflict presently raging. Pundits will claim that many factors, both socio and economical, fuel attention and all-out war between Israel and Palestine. And it might be unfair to try to summarize this mid-Orient powder keg in the allotted time for this, for this rant, but I'll do it anyway. The problem is simple. Two people fighting for a piece of land, and both are convinced God gave it to them. The parties of God have vetoed sensible solution, like a two-state solution, or cooperation, simply because they think that this supposed holy land was rightfully given to them by some intergalactic sky daddy. Whether it was the UN, the US, Egypt, Jordan, etc., all these peace attempts have failed miserably because of people's faith in their fables. How much has this folly cost us in blood already? And it certainly has the potential to create much bigger conflicts as others try to come to the aid of one side or another. Religion does no harm? Muslim aid uh, reach to aid Palestine overlooking that Hamas' sole reason died is the extermination of Israel, a country they feel shouldn't exist, and vilified by propaganda that hasn't been since the World War II. The Jews, emboldened by U.S. military might, have become the same bully they faced in their history, hiding behind an in indignation of being criticized and financially supported by Christians under the lucrative notion that Jews must be back in their Israel land for end times to begin and usher the glorious return of their carpenter God. Religion does no harm? Hundreds of billions of dollars have been wasted in warfare to defend what is by most account a nearly useless tiny piece of land whose claim to fame is the abstract concept of holiness, while $20 billion would have fed most of the planet. Religion does no harm? So while you sit there and are tempted to tell me to shut up, think about your tax dollars going up in smoke at the end of a missile, killing civilians, also launching rockets at others because they are just as persuaded as you are that this is the moral thing to do in the eyes of their God in the hope of a false promise written in the book of the Bronze Age. Religion does no harm? That was it. That was my well, and that tours, we're coming towards the end of our show here. Uh, I guess I want to thank Ahmed for his attempt. Uh, well, it's his attempt. It's really our failure, I guess, to reaching with him with Skype. And uh, thank you, Doug, for coming. Thank you, Doug. Well, thank you. And uh, <laughs> we're happy to adding, have you join adding, our, adding a, our very strange and wonderful <laughs> discussion today. Yeah, um, exactly. I guess that we had fun doing this. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, we're still uh, going to have uh, this uh, talk with uh, Dr. Daryl Ray. We're just trying to get a convenient time to uh, record him, and uh, he's going to be talking about his book, uh, God, The God Virus. Uh, we should still be talking to Peter Pagosian somewhere in September. What else we got coming up there? Um, that's it. That's it? Yep, that's it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully, we'll be able to have a conversation with Ahmed in the future. And yeah, and we'll have uh, to bring Ahmed back on, and we'll have to—I don't know—I'll have to go get him and bring him all all the way out here to Mission to do the podcast properly. And um, 
um, yes, we will continue to regale you with. Had fun, Doug. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> and Doug, if you want, <laughs> anytime you want to come. Uh, Doug's comments are not necessarily affiliated with LeftOfTheValley.com. <laughs> if you want to learn more about anal jihad, please write to Doug himself. <laughs> Uh, anyway. All you have to do is just Google. <laughs> uh, I'm far from... <laughs> on that You're not the expert? I'm not the expert. <laughs> on that wonderful and professional note, we'll see you guys next time.